Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 403 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, the cost of groceries, the cost of food, uh, the cost of things in your life right now, uh, and exactly how you can go about uh, slashing your grocery bill. Because I know uh, that prices are rising rapidly and that things are costing more. I'm seeing it uh, in my own trips to uh, the grocery store and eating out and all these types of things. So uh, I think this is going to be a good discussion, something that's going to be really useful for a lot of you. And this isn't going to be anything groundbreaking, but it's going to help you guys to get back to the basics of understanding, hey, uh, if I want to you know, make sure that I can control the costs of uh, whatever it may be in my financial life, that I have to do some planning, uh, I have to understand uh, how to find the best deals, uh, and I have to be very intentional about that in my financial life. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, um, if you haven't noticed, your grocery bill's been going up, okay? Uh, if you haven't noticed, the cost of things uh, that you buy at the grocery store has been rising, Okay, you just look at the most recent consumer price index uh, readings, which the consumer price index or CPI is what uh, we use to gauge inflation in the United States in many cases, right? Uh, so if you just look, the unadjusted 12 months ended January 2022, all items uh, up 7.5%. So the inflation uh, rate, the rate uh, of inflation uh, is going to be 7.5%. So the prices of goods and services over the past year have increased 7.5%, okay, which is quite a bit, right? Uh, now, if you just look at food, uh, food has increased by 7%, right, over the past 12, uh, 12 months, right? And if you look and you say, okay, well, what would you expect as far as what goes up more in price? Everybody always says, right, uh, eating at home is cheaper than uh, eating out. Well, in this particular case, eating at home has become more costly uh, than eating out has become, right? So eating at home has increased by 7.4% over the past year, uh, and eating away from home has increased by only 6.4. I say only 6.4. Both are huge rises in those costs. Now, the CPI takes into account a lot more things, not just food, right? It takes into account energy, right? Energy is increased by 27%. Uh, over the past year. It takes into account a bunch of uh, commodities, less food and energy, right? Which have increased by 11.7% uh, over the past year. It takes into account used cars and trucks and new vehicles, right? Which used cars and trucks have increased by over 40% in price over the past year, right? So all these things uh, have been quite substantial increases in price. 
Now, we want to focus on food, right? We want to focus on the the price of your groceries, your grocery bill. And if you're not somebody who uh, eats at home, you absolutely should be. I know I said the price of eating at home has increased more than the price of eating out, but both have increased substantially. And, the, and eating at home is still uh, more cost effective than eating out is very, very clearly, right? Because just think about it. You, If you're going to eat at home, what are you doing? You're buying the inputs. You're buying uh, the food itself, and then you're just cooking it. Okay. Yeah. It's not that, not that crazy. Right. But if you're going out to eat, not only are you buying the food, you're buying the labor that goes along with the food. You're paying for your waitress. You're paying for, uh, the cooks in the back. You're paying for, uh, everything that goes on. You're paying for the rent of the place that you're eating in, right? You're paying for all these things as the consumer, right? So the cost is naturally going to be higher. So we need to eat at home. Right? But eating at home is still more costly than it was. So the change in U.S. food prices from January 2021 to January 2022 has been quite significant. Okay, So meats, meats have increased by 13.6% over the past year. Eggs up 13.1%. Now, let's be clear. It's not like eggs were super expensive in the first place, but a 13.1% change is significant. Now, with meats... Obviously, meats are one of the more expensive things that anybody buys at a grocery store, uh, and that being up 13.6% is, is huge, right? Fats and oils up 10.7%. Uh, fish and seafood up 9.6%. All grocery items, if you just take a, a full view, uh, up 7.4%. Bakery products up 7.2%. Uh, cereals and cereal products up 6%. Fruits and vegetables, 5.6%. Sugars and sweets, 5.4%. Non-alcoholic beverages, 4.6%. Dairy products, 3.1%. And alcoholic beverages, 2.7%. Very rarely can you say that alcoholic beverages uh, have been you know, the least expensive as far as increase in price uh, over the course of a year because alcoholic beverages tend to have these huge markups and can uh, just based on the, the nature of the product. So your grocery bill has been going up. Whether you're noticing it or not, it is going up. And that's because these food prices are rising very, very steeply. The cost of bacon has swelled by 18% and peanut butter 15% over the past year, right? Things that we all love, bacon and peanut butter. Now, it's unclear when this uptick will relent, right? Now, of course, if you guys know anything about uh, inflation in general, right? Just because we say that inflation is temporary, right? That doesn't mean that prices will come down, okay? That just means that the rate of increase will slow, okay? So I think that's a very, very important distinction for us to make, is that it's not likely that these costs will all come back down to earth. Some of them may, um, you know, come back down, take a little air out, right? May, you know, relent a bit, okay? Uh, but it's not likely that these costs will go back to their old ways, right? It's likely that they have come to new values. And the reason that that's the case is because we see that wages around the U.S. are also increasing, right? So as wages increase, it it's going to continue pushing uh, with prices as well. And it, it's, it's this whole idea of, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Is um, the cost of everything pushing up wages or is the, you know, higher wage pushing up uh, the cost of things, and I think in general in the U.S., it would be that the cost of things is pushing up uh, wages. But now that wages are being pushed up, uh, it's not likely that these prices are going to come back down in a substantial way to what they were previously. So uh, it's important to note that things have changed. Uh, but the question then becomes, okay, let's say 
uh, I'm somebody making a fixed income, right? I'm somebody who's making the same amount of income that I was in 2019 pre-pandemic, okay? And now I'm looking up and my grocery bill is far more expensive than it was in 2019. What do I do, right? What can I do uh, to be able to go to the grocery store and do so comfortably and not have to worry uh, about the cost of things that I'm purchasing um, and not have to worry about not being able to do other things in my financial life simply because uh, of a rising grocery bill, right? So I have some tips for you, some things that you can absolutely do uh, that will be beneficial, that will help you uh, in your ability uh, to slash your grocery bill because ultimately that's what we want to do. Lower costs are going to allow us to keep more discretionary income in our pockets. More discretionary income we have, the more fun we can have with our money, the more we can invest, the more we can spend, the more we can give, the more we can do are three uses of money. So the first thing that I would say that you should do is to fill your pantry with the basics, okay? Your kitchen should be stocked with certain essential foods, including eggs, pasta, rice, bread, canned tomatoes, frozen vegetables and fruit, onions and potatoes. Um, all of these things, or most of these things at least, are things that aren't gonna go bad extremely quickly. Yes, fruits and vegetables can go bad quickly, but frozen, fruits and vegetables can stay in your freezer for some time, right? Of course, pasta and rice can stick around in your pantry for quite a long time. Anything that's canned, even though it may have some expiration date, can stay uh, in your pantry for a while as well. Um, so having those types of things stocked up uh, and having those types of things in your pantry can be very useful. Many meals can be made with these ingredients alone as they serve as the foundation for countless more, meaning that you won't uh, have to buy as many new items each week, which is important, right? Because uh, if you already have some of these baseline things, you're not constantly having to buy uh, these uh, you know staple type items as the prices continue to rise, right? It's basically saying, go ahead and get the things now because you know they're going to increase in price over time anyway. And so this is a, a valid argument. It's something that can allow you to have um, maybe even uh, a smaller grocery bill over time because you're just not gonna need uh, to buy some of those other things. Now, it's not to say that you didn't have to buy them. Of course, uh, you do, but uh, maybe you spread it out a bit, right? Maybe you, um, when you have a week that you think you're gonna spend a little less at the grocery store, that you know you're gonna spend a little less at the grocery store because you should be doing that type of planning, right? Um, if you know you're gonna spend less at the grocery store, then go ahead and pick up more of those types of items uh, and get you kind of to your average uh, grocery price. And then, uh, you know, the following weeks when you're gonna, you know, make meals with some of those items, then you don't have to purchase them, right? And when you don't have to purchase them, then obviously that will decrease your grocery bill. So I think that's a very, um, you know, valuable idea. And I know, and I think many of you do as well. There's so many people who, you know, you go to their house and, and they'll have uh, like containers of, you know, just pasta noodles, right? Uh, obviously, uncooked pasta noodles, right? Uh, but you can break out those pasta noodles at any time, right? Uh, or, you know, containers of rice, you can break out that rice at any time, uh, or any number of, of canned things that may be in your pantry. Now, that can get a bit out of hand as well, because I don't know about you guys as kids, but I know there were several times as kids that uh, me and, and my brother and uh, my mom would sit and we would go through uh, some of the canned things to see what needed to be thrown out because it just been in there for so long and we hadn't used it, right? Just because she would buy all these staple things as 
uh, canned goods, and then we just might not get around to using them, right? So have a plan to use these things that you do purchase, right? Don't purchase them just to purchase them, right? We're purchasing them so that we can get lower prices now uh, and that so we can have, um, you know, certain staple goods in our pantry uh, in case, you know, we just want to make simple things and uh, we want to, to make sure that we have food on the table that's not overly expensive, right? So that's the first thing. I think it's a, a valuable uh, thing to do. Now, the second thing that can help you to decrease your grocery bill, I think is probably, um, probably the most valuable. Okay. Um, and it's not hard, but it's going to take some of your time. And I thank God every day that my wife takes the time to do this, right? My, I don't have to do this in our family and I'm glad that I don't. This is not my role, but uh, my wife does this and I'm thankful for it. And that is prepare before you buy. So don't show up to the supermarket or, or you know, don't show up to Walmart or Kroger or HEB or, you know, wherever, you know, King Supers or wherever uh, in your part of the country, whatever supermarket it is, without a grocery list and some ideas of what you'll be cooking for the week, right? You need to know these things. Because if you don't know what you're going to be cooking, you don't know what you need, then um, you know, your stomach is really going to guide how much money you spend at the grocery store and what things you buy and what things you don't. Um, and not only that, it's going to uh, increase your likelihood that you're going to walk through the supermarket and forget things uh, that you may ultimately need. And so you're going to go back and good luck going back and just buying that one thing that you needed, not buying extra things that are going to ultimately cost you more money, right? Meal planning definitely reduces costs, right? If you stick to it, you don't waste food that you bought without a plan. Now, meal planning comes with this connotation, uh, this negative connotation, um, that you're doing what my brother does, right? That you're doing, um, you know, chicken breasts and rice and broccoli, and you're putting them in these containers, and that's meal planning, right? That's not what I'm talking about here, right? What I'm talking about is that you know what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner generally over the course of a, of a uh, week, right? Uh, you understand what you're going to have. You know, especially dinners, right? Because dinners are going to be uh, the most consequential in most cases. Know what you're going to have for dinner every night, right? Have that mapped out. And then if you have that mapped out, then you can just buy the ingredients and the things that are going to be uh, useful for those dinners and not go and buy a bunch of extra things or not forget things and have to go back later on. Now, while you map out your dishes for the week, try to think of recipes that are easily repurposed, right? For example, a pot of chili can later be used to fill burritos or as a nacho topping, right? And this is, this is a useful thought, right? Um, make something that maybe you can reuse or maybe you can have leftovers of, right? Uh, how many times have you guys had, you know, a big, you know, pot of spaghetti or something and that pot of spaghetti ends up lasting, you know, two, three, four days because, it was a huge pot of spaghetti. Yeah, and those types of things can be useful and uh, can keep your costs down quite a bit. Now, you can decide that uh, eating certain foods on repeat is sad or monotonous or like so much else with life. Uh, you can choose to look at it more positively, right? Uh, having the same breakfast every day for a week can be really comforting and simplify both wallet size uh, and can simplify things both wallet-wise and decision-making-wise. Right uh, then, you can do something else next week if you uh, you know feel bored with what you're doing this week. Right, um, food is not something. And too often do we 
um, make food something that's just this magical, fantastic thing. And don't get me wrong, I love to eat, right? I, I'm not a, a small individual by any stretch of the imagination. I like to eat, I like uh, food. But at the same time, people get so caught up in, you know, we need to have variety, we need to have all these different things and do all these different things with food. Ultimately, eat things that you that you know you're liking to eat, right? Um, obviously, eat things that are good for you and that are going to be um, nutritionally valuable. But ultimately, I'm, I'm not saying that that we need to be you know eating things that are that are bad or eating things that we don't like. Eat things that you like, but uh, don't in the search of you know variety and the search for uh, being you know unique in the kitchen. Uh, you know don't go and spend a ton of money at the grocery store just for that fact, right? Uh, you can do simple things that may be a bit more monotonous, but uh, can really put an ease on your pocketbook uh, relative to other things that you could be eating. Now, your grocery list probably won't even prevent your impulse buys, but uh, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't use one, right? If you walk by things, um, you may still pick them up. Now, I'll say this. I'll say when I have a grocery list, um, for me, I'm a very you know, logic based person, right? If I have a grocery list, I'm going to buy what's on this grocery list, right? And only if I think of something specific that is related to something on the grocery list, may I go pick something else up or whatever, right? But the likelihood is I'm just going to buy what's on the grocery list and go home. And then if I need something else later, I might have to go back. But uh, ultimately, buy what's on the list and that will keep you to um, the you know budget bounds that you've set and uh, the food bounds that you've set for yourself for that week. Now, even if you stick to the list somewhat, that's fantastic, right? There's no need to worry about perfection, right? Uh, as a treat, you can purposefully pl plan to buy one or two things that are off your list, uh, and that can uh, you know keep you being um, you know rewarded for what you're doing while still doing the right thing, while still being. Uh, effective in preparing uh, for what you're going to buy at the grocery store. And I, again, I think this is the biggest thing. I think it is the most valuable thing. And it's, you know, obvious. It's an obvious thing that's going to save you money. It's an obvious thing that's going to save you time at the grocery store, right? Uh, it's going to save you from some impulse buys quite clearly, right? Um, but it's something that people don't want to put the time into doing. They'd rather just go and look and walk slowly and figure out, okay, what might we want? What might this or that? And end up spending way too much at the grocery store and letting their stomach walk them down the aisle instead of, um, you know, pushing the cart where you need it to go based on uh, the food that you need to get, right? So prepare, 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 prepare before you buy at the grocery store. That will help you to cut down on your grocery bill. Then the third thing uh, that you should be doing is you should track down the best deals, right? Uh, you can usually browse discounts on a supermarket's website or app or find them listed at the retailer, right? Um, so take a look at your grocery list before you decide where uh, to do your buying. Now, I would suggest that this is a good idea, right? Uh, make the list and then figure out where you might go buy your food. Don't let one store's um, you know, deals or discounts drive what you buy that week. But obviously, if, you know, their deals or discounts are on things that you can actually use, then by all means, take advantage of them, right? Uh, so if you're doing a produce-heavy trip, you might look for a store with frequent produce sales, right? Uh, if you're stocking up on shelf-stable goods, then choose a store that has the best value for those, even if, if other items like produce cost more. Because let's be clear, 
most uh you know grocery stores you may go to there there may be several within a mile radius right and as much as we hate or i know i do going to multiple places if you're really looking to cut down on your bill then you may best be able to do so by going to multiple places by planning that out by looking for the best deals going to those places getting the deals uh, and then going to the other places and getting the other deals that may be available to you right uh, i think that can be very very valuable even though it may be a little more hassle and again it all comes down to how much are we really trying to slash our grocery bill right uh, if you're somebody like myself who's pretty comfortable with the range in which my grocery bill falls, even with the increase in prices, uh, I'm not gonna go to a bunch of different places to buy groceries, right? But if you're somebody who your grocery bill is, you know, a big expense for you and uh, something that's quite substantial that, you know, is getting out of control, then by all means, take some uh, substantial measures to get yourself back to zero on your grocery budget. Now, um, you may pick up many non-perishable items, including mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, hot sauce, dried pasta, beans, tortilla chips, and all those types of things at even a local dollar store, right? Uh, that may be valuable to you as well. Now, some of you may be saying, oh, why in the world would I buy something from a dollar store? I'm just going to tell you, you're going to be surprised. Uh, maybe you wouldn't be surprised at how little difference there is between what you can get at your local dollar store and what you can get at you know your local supermarket so um just something to think about there now around saint patrick's day memorial day independence day you can find steep discounts on items like corned beef carrots cabbage turkey duck roast ham uh, box stuffing hamburgers hot dogs many of which can be stored in the freezer for long periods of time again anything that we can freeze or anything that is non-perishable can be extremely valuable to buy at a discount uh, because eventually you can use that thing and then not have to spend the money on it later on. Meanwhile, generic and store brands tend to be the cheaper varieties. Uh, buying more canned and frozen vegetables uh, when many aren't in season is another evergreen choice, right? Um, but I would just back up just a second. Of course, the store brand uh, is a big thing as well, right? Don't be afraid to get those store brands, right? There's very, very little difference. Yes, uh, me and my wife have been looking lately just because of stuff that we may want to give our son and looking at certain brands versus the store brand and how much sugar stuff has in it because, you know, he's a little guy. They, he doesn't need a, a bunch of sugar or anything. And so um, you may find some nutritional differences, some slight differences in makeup, but overall, um, some of those store brands are just are going to be just as valuable to you uh, and your grocery bill as would be um, any discount that you may go about getting. So uh, I would definitely suggest tracking down the best deals, especially if uh, it is vital for you to get your grocery bill down. And then the final suggestion I have for you as far as um, slashing your grocery bill, paying less at the grocery store, is to tweak your menu. And that's suggesting that you have a menu at all. First of all, have a menu, right? Uh, know what you're going to eat. This is going back to the second uh, suggestion I had for you, right? Know what you're going to eat, but then tweak that menu. Now, how should we tweak it? Well, meat and dairy tend to be the more expensive items at the supermarket, right? That's just clear, especially as of late and the increases in prices, uh, meat and dairy are just going to be super costly. Now, in response, aim to make more meals that don't rely on them as the central ingredient. I'll give you guys an example. There have been multiple times when my wife and I have um, taken a month or whatever and 
you know, just done vegetarian or vegan or, you know, mostly vegetarian. I, vegan's tough for me, but I'm mostly vegetarian or we've gone low carb or whatever for a month. And guess what that's going to do? It's going to decrease your grocery bill because you're going to not buy a lot of stuff that you would have otherwise. Now, uh, you can get into this habit of trying to buy a bunch of other things uh, to supplement and that can be tough, right? Uh, but if you, let's say, went vegetarian for a month, then yeah, you're probably going to pay a lot less at the grocery store because even with the excess of the produce that you may purchase, the meat and dairy that you may leave behind is going to be far more costly. And so you're going to have a lower grocery bill, right? So tweak your menu uh, to kind of push away from some of the uh, more costly items that you may buy. So using meat sparingly as flavor, like adding a bit of bacon to a mushroom risotto, uh, is more economical, says the chef that was uh, interviewed for this CNBC article. Now, consuming less meat also helps you to lower your environmental footprint. Not that that should make a big difference in what you ultimately uh, are getting at the grocery store, but maybe the case as well. So buying foods with longer shelf life can cut your trips to the, to the supermarket altogether. So cabbage, carrots, Brussels sprouts, and beets can last for two weeks or longer when stored in a crisper drawer. All right, delaying your return is always good for your wallet. Every time you walk into the store, that's an opportunity for impulse purchases to drive up your bill, right? So you really need to know what you're going to buy, what you're going to use, what you're going to buy for, right? And then you'll be able to make some of the best decisions that you can at the grocery store. Look, it's rare that I focus on uh, a bunch of things like this. I know I talk a lot about investing. I talk a lot about getting your financial foundation uh, built. I talk about a lot of things like that, right? Uh, but ultimately, um, your financial life really comes down to your budget, right? It really comes down to the money that you spend on day-to-day -day things, okay? Um, and one of the biggest things that we spend money on is food. We all need it. We all have to buy it in some way, shape, or form, right? And with the prices increasing, it's just you know, valuable to us all to understand uh, what we can do to combat uh, some of these rising prices. Now, of course, are we going to be able to beat, you know, increases in price over a long period of time? No, right? Over a long period of time, if prices are going to rise, they're just going to rise and we're just going to have to, uh, you know, figure it out, right? Uh, but one way that we can go about figuring it out uh, is by implementing good habits when it comes to buying groceries, by implementing good habits when it comes to shopping in general. Because some of these things that I'm telling you are not just valuable for going to the grocery store, right? Um, I mean, heck, think about, uh, you know, just preparing before you buy. That can be valuable for anything that you buy, right? Uh, of course, anything that, that you buy, doing your research beforehand, knowing how much stuff is going to cost week by week, finding discounts, finding sales. I mean, all that stuff can be valuable regardless of what you're going to purchase. Uh, but of course, with uh, the grocery store, that's just something that uh, comes up every single week. And you know, you can um, make a very big impact on your life and on your budget uh, by just being very intentional. Is it going to take more time? Yes. Are you going to want to spend that more time? Maybe not, right? Uh, but I promise you, if you do, there are going to be tangible, um, you know, there's going to be tangible returns to it, right? There's going to be tangible increases in your residual income. Uh, you'll see tangible decreases in your grocery bill. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully uh, some of these costs subside or some of the, at least the increase in some of these costs subside over time and get us back to some semblance of normalcy at 
the grocery store. But nonetheless, I just want you to be prepared. I want you to know uh, how to go about buying things that you would buy every single week, but doing so in a financially responsible manner uh, that you would be proud of as you move forward. So hopefully this helps you guys. Hopefully this helps you to be a better steward of your finances. Hopefully this helps you to be uh, a better consumer uh, and somebody who doesn't have to spend as much every time that they go to the store. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions, and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.